Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unity Without Compromise radio broadcast. I'm your host, Steve LaTulip. I'm a physician, retired Air Force officer, ordained minister, and a lover of my country. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really am humbled and grateful that you have come to listen to a message that I hope today will prepare you to act. I realize that any nation that's going to really be a great nation is one that magnifies its people and minimizes its government. And that is what made America such an incredibly strong nation. The making of America has proved this point beyond all doubt. And as we sift through the annals of American history, what we really see is not a perfect people and not a completely good people, to be honest. But we do see a key group of very sincere, devoted individuals. We can't even call them a majority because they are not a majority. They are a very small group of people, but they are those who performed a labor of love and they lived for something bigger than themselves. What I hope to do today is increase that pool of very special people in our country right now. What, with the right kind of people in place, we really can take back our country. And that is what we're trying to do, isn't it? I mean, hopefully we can do this in a peaceful way. Everybody wants peace. Nobody wants war except those who have everything to gain from it and very little uh, to risk in that cause. But with the right kind of people in the right place, we absolutely can take back this country. And I aim to do it, and I hope you do too. We do have two kinds of people in America and actually in the whole world, and they are givers and takers. But each group tries to actually influence the other for their own cause, but the right people are the kind who actually make the world a happier place to live because those people are in the world. We truly are living in trying times. I mean, these are the times that really do try a man's soul, just as Thomas Paine once said. I think that it's been a long time since we have reached a point of crisis where we are at right now. We do not have bullets flying, but we have words of war being breathed among us. We have tyranny that is prevailing on one side and truly is destroying us. And when trying times comes, it really takes a lot of extra devotion and commitment that comes from somewhere beyond our own desires, our own will. We don't always like to be the one out there on the front line. We love it to be somebody else. And let me just be honest. I'll be the first to admit to you that if my life was just about me, I would have bailed out of this fight a long time ago. I mean, why bother to take a head pounding every day, day in and day out for something that you're not sure you'll even win at, right? But most people, 
the great majority do stay silent and they just quietly live out their lives as best as possible, not making any waves, not saying anything to draw attention to themselves and not doing anything to oppose the evil that oppresses us. And then there are those other very special people who are fighting on the front lines. They are battling every day and they are growing weary. And some of them actually do quit, unfortunately, because they are just so beaten down. They say, I've had enough. I've done my part. And I get that. I really do. Because the human soul does grow weary very quickly. And the older we get, the harder it is to maintain a strong fight. And we have to all face that. But there still are some others who understand, and I mean understand in a deep, spirited, godly way, what it means to stay the course, because they are compelled by the words of God and Jesus Christ, our Savior, to endure, to stick it out and keep fighting, even when they're tired. And that takes a true labor of love for their fellow man. I hope to be among those people, and I would like to recruit some of you to be just that kind of a person. You know, the truth is, it really doesn't matter how small or how great one's fear of influence is, but what really matters is that you never give up the pursuit of righteousness. And the pursuit of righteousness is not a mental decision. It is an action, a decision to do what is right, whatever that may entail, and regardless of what the cost is. And I do this, say that to you with all humility right now, because um, I actually have been one who has wanted to quit from time to time. I will admit that to you. And it would be very easy to do so. After all, I can easily claim that I've done my part. I've had enough. But I don't want to be that kind of person. And I really thank God because I am married to a godly woman. She is my mother, Teresa. My Teresa, who gently encouraged me to keep going sometimes when I did feel like quitting. Teresa actually reminded me why I am fighting. And because of her passion and her wisdom and courage, I kept going. And when we really decide to keep going, despite the opposition, despite the odds, despite the threats, and the abuses that we can and will take because of the stand that we take, well, that's when good things really begin to happen. You just never know how things are going to turn out. You don't know how God is going to intervene in the causes that we pursue when we just decide to stay faithful to God and do things his way and expose the evil that opposes God. Because when we do that, we are really ambassadors for Christ. And there's nothing greater in this life. There is no greater satisfaction, regardless of how much we are beat up. I'm wondering right now if that's what happened in Italy. Have you seen uh, what's going on there? I'm so encouraged by it. Italy's new prime minister, Giorgia Maloney, uh, is the first female prime minister, and she actually is a conservative. Now, some of you, if you've dug deep, you know that uh, I would probably or should be probably saying that with some reservation. Uh, 
But let's just look at it on the surface. How in the world did Italy do it? How did they elect a prime minister who is a conservative and a female nonetheless? You know, it makes me think that maybe, just maybe, Italy is waking up. Maybe some people are deciding to take a stand against a very dangerous coup d'etat of the globalists who are doing all they can to make us serfs, to bring back a feudal system that existed long ago before nation states even existed. Maybe the Italian people have just had enough of the corruption, the corrupt and the power-hungry oppressors, and they said we are going to oppose it and take a stand. But, you know, it wasn't everybody that did that. In fact, it was kind of a special minority. But the right people apparently decided to vote. And voter integrity obviously prevailed. I don't know if there was no voter corruption, but somehow a conservative was elected in the country of Italy. I'm really happy about that. A lot of people that have said that it is actually a breath of fresh air. The prime minister said, actually, that God counts. She said that family counts, and she said individual rights counts. Wow, she's talking like an American. No wonder people are claiming that Maloney has something good to offer. You see, it used to be the United States of America that was the beacon of light for freedom in the whole entire world. And now Italy is turning some heads and saying, wow, this is good. This is something exciting. But we have to be careful. We can't take Italy's apparent victory too far. Let's face it. Italy is still fully subject to the political whims of the European Union, right? And to the elites of the centralized banks that uses digital currency. You know, if we resort to a digital currency, then we are absolutely fully subject to the whims of evil man. Anyone who submits to a digital currency system forfeits their national and their personal autonomy when it comes right down to it. They have control over you. We need to keep that fresh in our minds. And we also need to realize that one third of Italy's population actually failed to vote. And from what I understand, that was their lowest numbers ever uh, with regard to voting in Italy's entire history. But obviously, many think that uh, voting makes no difference at all, but they prove them wrong. The right people got out there and voted. And I hope we're listening to that message right now because our time is coming very soon. Well, let's just take it for what is on the surface. Georgia Maloney's words were good, weren't they? They were wholesome. They were things that we even define as Christian values, even though Maloney herself claims to not have adopted a, quote, religious approach. I'm not sure exactly what she meant by that statement, is she talking about formal religion and rejecting that? Because formal religion has been very corrupt itself, just like the government. Formal religion can mean anything. But if uh, you're talking about biblical Christianity, 
um, that's something else completely. There is a huge difference in that. And what I see with Georgia Maloney's words is that biblical Christianity promotes certain things, and she is now taking a stand for that. And that's a good thing, because you are standing for the principles of God, the principles given to us in the Bible, and that is what makes a nation great. So if Italy can pull this off, if Maloney can pull this off, this is going to be something very, very good for Italy. It is a start and a turn in the right direction. It is a repentance, a repenting from the evil that has prevailed in the past. Now, Maloney's point is well taken when she says, the point is, I believe in a society where every choice has consequences and you accept responsibility for them. Isn't that great? She then goes on to say, I reject a society where every desire becomes a right, every whim becomes a right, where I have no responsibilities, I only have rights. And she said, I reject it. It's wrong. Well, it is wrong. It absolutely is wrong. When you have no personal accountability, what you really have is chaos. And let's face it, America has become a land of no accountability. America is in a state of chaos right now and lawlessness because everybody has a sense of entitlement. Everybody has a right to be heard. Everybody has a right to rule and to impose their morality or immorality or amorality on the rest of the population. And to that, I say nonsense. That does not make for a free society. But what Maloney has promoted, the love of God, the love of family, the love of individual God-given rights to humans, those are the things that make a country really great. But to make a great society and a great nation, it really does take a sincere labor of love. I hope that we'll see more of this coming forth in that nation of Italy because it's a very, very good thing. Now, to the issue of right or wrong, you know, she, she says this is right, this is wrong. Well, I, I have to tell you and remind you that we have to have a standard, okay? Because if you say something is right or something is wrong, I would say, by whose standard are you saying that? What are you, what are you comparing and contrasting good and evil to? And I ask that even when Maloney's uh, standard is raised, she's saying that this is right and that is wrong, and I'm taking a stand. I mean, let, let's face it. She... Uh, does have a little bit of a checkered past. After all, didn't she vote in favor of all the COVID mandates? She also voted for the Green Pass, as I understand. Um, I hope I'm wrong on that, but I, I was told that. Now, why did she cave to those fallacies? And all of a sudden now she seems to have changed her mind. You know, she's kind of taking a head beating for that. And of course, she's going to take a head beating because she is taking a stand for righteousness, according to God's standard. Now, I like that. But is she just fickle? Or maybe has she finally come to the knowledge of truth? Because that does happen with people. 
If people explore truth and sincerely want truth, they are going to find it. Just as the Bible says, anyone who sincerely, truly has a heart that is seeking God, God says, you will find me. And that's really exciting. And perhaps that's what happened to Maloney. But exactly what is her standard? Is she conflicted? Remember, without a standard, we are driven and tossed by the wind. We'll go back and forth. Now, what I'm hoping that we don't see is a back and forth movement with Maloney. I hope that this is a change of heart, a change of conviction that will lead her in the right direction. Some people don't trust her, and they might have good reason. But, you know, when people come to a knowledge of truth, then the past is the past, and it should be dropped and forgotten, so long as people adhere to the integrity of their character and the strength of their newfound truth, as they demonstrate it in their own lives. Well, time will tell, won't it? But as Americans... As Americans, our standard of right and wrong always has been the Bible, and we must never forget that. And from that perspective, I can only agree with Maloney's enlightenment. I'm happy for what I am seeing. If Italy can do it, good patriots in America, if Italy can elect a conservative who upholds some biblical principles, then so can we. The midterm, the midterm election is just around the corner. We are not far from it, and this could be our time of victory. We must absolutely get out there and vote. Convince people of conservative, of conservative disciplines to vote, to stand for something that is good. Because if you will do that and attest to the truth, there is nothing that scares Democrats more than that. There is just nothing that scares liberals all across the globe. Remember, the globalists are counting on the destruction of America in order to return to the feudal system that once formerly ruled this world. And it's not just the globalists, the George Soroses the Klaus Schwab's, it is also the domestic enemy that is now empowered within our own government. It is the Biden puppet regime that seeks to destroy America. Look at everything that they are doing and tell me, try to convince me that they have a heart for making America better. Do you really think Biden is trying to build back better? Well, Biden is the demented little puppet who can't say or do anything right. He's a lost soul. He is evil. And his puppet strings are being controlled by someone who is very evil and very intent on destroying America. And whoever this puppeteer is, he is doing a great job at his intent to destroy. The coup d'etat of America is proceeding very quickly. And they have a lot of help from the FBI. The filthy stench of the FBI elites exudes across the country. They are evil. The CIA is evil. The CDC, the NIH, 
the FDA are all accomplices of a great evil against America. And we must never support them and recognize the evil that they do intentionally, fully intentionally. You know, if the COVID pandemic response does teach us anything, it should remind us of a very simple fact. The evildoers in the world can do absolutely nothing to us unless we allow it. The most popular way, however, that we do allow it is by doing nothing. Silent obeisance is a killer of free nations. And so many Americans have been silent. So many Americans have complied. But it does not have to be. And the problem is that few people understand this principle. And they must be taught it that we do have a say in our future. The enemy of our souls, the enemy of our liberal free government, and by liberal, I mean free, free to choose to do the right thing, we have a choice. We can make the right choice. And when we do, we thrive. The principles of freedom must be taught. And to accomplish that, we need teachers and we need students or followers or disciples. When it comes to this labor of love, of showing people a much better way of life, a lot of people believe that this takes a whole lot of fanfare for some reason, like a huge Charlie Kirk Turning Point USA event or a Trump rally, or some other famous or novel speaker. But the truth is, it doesn't. It doesn't take that kind of a big event. That is not how most people are swayed. Because people who attend these big events, these great rallies, these gatherings of supposedly the most uh, devout patriots, they're already converted to the truth into conservative means, to good principles and values, at least in their thinking. But some patriots think that attending these events mean that they have done their duty. It's the same as going to church once a week. But that is not at all the purpose of those events, either Turning Point USA events or attending a worship service. It is not the purpose of those events to disciple, to reach out and teach. The deceased evangelist Keith Green once said that going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. And he's right. Nobody gets converted to a cause, be it the cause of Christ or the cause of liberty in our country. Nobody gets converted unless we go out and make disciples. We have to be in the business of taking every opportunity to share the truth that matters to people. And we have been told exactly how to do that in the Bible. How should we convert to people to Christianity? Well, let's make it very simple. We should do it God's way. And nobody has the right to change the way that God said we should be converted to Christ, to be saved, to have eternal life. 
And the same exact principles apply to converting people to become good American patriots, devout patriots. And we have no time whatsoever to waste. We had better be about our business of winning souls to Christ and to a patriotic team of warriors who are standing for everything that America stands for. The making of Christian disciples, by the way, is an ongoing process. It's not just a one-time decision, and it has to stem from a labor of love. How did Jesus say to do it, for example? How did Jesus say to make disciples? Well, if you read the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, and 20, Jesus said, go, therefore, and make disciples by doing two things, by baptizing and by teaching. That simple. But how do you have, how much do you have to know to teach someone? And how much do you have to know to, quote, believe and be baptized, as it says in Mark 16, 16? It says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Well, believes what? And believes how much? And what does baptized mean? Well, the word baptizo means to immerse, to dip, to dunk, to sink, to completely immerse, to submerse. Well, the great making of a great nation is exactly similar to that. And it's also a labor of love and it's also an ongoing process. And it's time that we really pay attention to what that process is, because when we get that down and we decide to actually do it, then we become ambassadors for America. We become the everyday feet on the ground ambassadors that make a difference in everyday life. And we reach people in a very special way that converts them so that they never turn back. Because turning back can happen, as you can see, by simply ignoring our call to make disciples. And that's so important for us to understand. I'd like to take a small break and elaborate on this and show you that actually every single person in America can be an ambassador for our nation and also for Christ. And we should be doing that every day right now. Back in a minute. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, 
you'll be ready for what's next. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.5 proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. That's HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise with your host, Dr. Steve Latulip. My show broadcasts at 12 and 5 Eastern Time uh, on weekends and if you go to americaoutloud.com, you can scroll down to our team and select Dr. Steve Latulip there and access all my prior podcasts as well as my articles that I write at least once a week, oftentimes twice a week. Please spread this news around because we are in the business of strengthening our nation, making it one nation under God, making it a nation that seeks truth and liberty and justice for all. And we do have a great team on America Out Loud, and please do access all of the great works that are written and spoken on America Out Loud. Well, today I'm talking about really the making of disciples in such a way that we go out because of a labor of love and do our stuff to make America great. And that's exactly what we should be doing. But how do we actually do it? Well, I've been doing it for some time, and so have a lot of other people. And I've been talking specifically about the making of a great America today, because that was and is now being done through a genuine labor of love that is directed toward every American citizen. And that does include Democrats, by the way, because many simply were ignorant of the truth. The real facts about the assault taking place right now against every good American citizen is not seen still by some people. Some people who are hearing the wrong stuff and believing the wrong stuff, even though they might be sincere in their hearts. And we do have to reach these people. Now, in my opinion, it's getting harder and harder to fit into that category of people because America has come a long way down the wretched path to destruction. 
we are well on our way to imploding and to collapsing as a nation. And that's exactly what your government wants to happen. And we must recognize that. But having said that, we have had millions of converts, Democrats becoming conservatives. See, I don't care anymore about if you're a Democrat or a Republican, but what we want is people who are going to promote the unifying themes that have made America great. And we are called MAGA. And because of that, we are despicable in some people's eyes, right? Including our president or our installed president. But many Democrats really have seen the light and they have now converted to save America. The Save America team is growing every single day. We are getting stronger and stronger. Patriots and the uniparty of so-called Democrats and most Republicans, um, you know, we tend to regard ourselves, each other, as the enemy. And in fact, you know, we do consider the other an enemy. One worships God, the other worships the state or the globalist elites. On a personal level, God did say to love your enemies. But, you know, he did not say that ever on a national level. He said something quite different. He said, expose evil. And when the government goes bad, follow me. Don't follow the whims of men. Do not obey man when man opposes God, because if you do, you're on the path to hell. And that's what God says. And I believe it. And we must live by it. Now, Biden has called us the people who wish to abide by God and be a nation under God. Biden has called us dangerous. Now, when he said that, I rejoiced. I said, wow, that is wonderful. That is awesome. Because when the FBI and the FDA and the CDC attack good people, good law-abiding citizens, they should fear the people. They know the wrong that they are doing in their hearts, and they are doing it because ultimately they reject God. And when they reject God, and when they intend to harm the American people, then they should fear us very very greatly. They should fear us. And that is exactly what the founders of our nation told us. That's why we have the Second Amendment. And if you still feel uncomfortable about that statement, then you really need yourself to be discipled about what America is all about, because that is exactly the distinguishing element that makes America different from every other nation on earth. So please become a disciple of American principles. Become a student, a learner, a follower. And if you know anything about your country, then you have a duty to make disciples. Go out and reach out to those who might be devoted if they only had someone to lead them in the righteous way. You need to baptize them, immerse them into the facts of what America stands for. Freedom, truth, justice, right? It's so simple. And then teach them all things. Because that's what Jesus said when he wanted us to make disciples. Go to all the world and make disciples, teaching them all things that I have commanded you. And now we've been taught some things in our own constitution, in our own Bill of Rights. 
And by those principles, we live, or we should. But what is all things that stand for MAGA, making America great again? They are the very same principles on which America has stood for almost 250 years. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. Read the great writings of our founders, of our great presidents, and you will find in there the words of wisdom given to them by God and by godly principles, the details of everything that has made America great need to be taught to anyone who will listen and to even those who will not hear because you never know when those words will somehow sink in. When you teach, you must teach the writings, the history of America, and the very spirit of a free nation that has become so great because we honored God and we respected the individual and his human rights bestowed by God. You know, a great resource that I have admired is Hillsdale College. If you look at their curriculum, it's really impressive. Now, I realize that this is formal training. You know, it's kind of like going to Bible college or seminary. But when you look at Hillsdale College, um, it's kind of like going to Bible college because they do include a whole lot of Bible teaching, and it cannot be avoided if you are looking at American history. They have titles uh, of some of their programs that include American citizenship and its decline. Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the Constitution. So many people have forgotten the basic principles of our history in the Constitution. Another great program they have is the Great American Story, and they describe it as a broad and unbiased study of the kind essential to the cultivation of intelligent patriotism. I love those words. Intelligent patriotism. That means that you're standing for something based on knowledge, on wisdom. One of their other courses is called Mathematics and Logic, from Euclid to Modern Geometry. Logic and deductive reasoning are virtually gone in our schools. Elitists hate it when people actually think they are constantly trying to get you to disengage your brain and follow their mantra. They want zombies who will blindly follow them. And so if you start thinking for yourself, you become a very dangerous American citizen. And to be dangerous in that kind of way is a very good and blessed thing. And I hope you will become more dangerous. One of the other courses that they offer at Hillsdale College is C.S. Lewis on Christianity. If you've read that book or their other book, uh, The David Story, Shepherd, Father, and King, you find out that there is a purpose to living beyond which you cannot find happiness. And that's why I don't particularly like the theme of the pursuit of happiness, because it is the pursuit of godliness that makes for happiness and joy. And C.S. Lewis expounds on that very topic quite a bit. 
Well, we have to understand that the best way, though, to reach people is actually not through formal education. A lot of people go to seminary and feel that they have been cursed because of what they learn. But it depends on their heart. But the best way to reach people is not through formal education. It is through everyday interactions. And that's what I'd like to expound on right now. The one-on-one, day-to-day interactions that we have with people. Every time you say hello to a person and look them in the eye, you in effect have an opportunity to influence a human life. When Jesus said go, he meant as you are going about your daily business, as you are in the process of doing your routine things, do it, reach out to people and take the opportunities that come your way every day by the perhaps hundreds or more. But converting people to act in such a way that makes America great still does very much require an act of love. It takes a willingness to reach those people who perhaps have never even heard America's real story. Remember, our schools have been overpowered by Marxists and communists who say there is no God, who say that girls can become boys and should have a free choice to mutilate their own bodies, even at an early age. The other side, our enemy seeks to destroy us, to kill our children, to negate America's great past. And we must oppose that. And when we decide through an act of love to be willing to reach those people who have never heard America's real story, which is really a history of Christianity in America, then we are missing tremendous opportunity to save our great nation right now. The points to remember are these. You win people over by having that very goal on your mind all the time and never missing an opportunity to reach someone. You don't wait for opportunities. You make them. It's really so easy to do if you decide to do it. And it gets easier by practicing it regularly. And you have to remember also that we have to, re- we have to meet people where they are at. You don't want to be confrontational with people, when in, especially when you're inviting someone into a conversation. You want to be pleasant. Offer them honey, not vinegar. That's how you win people. And you want to share a part of you. Every time I speak, I think what makes speaking so easy for me is that I speak from the heart. And if I don't do that, then I'm artificial. And if I don't do that, then I might even be a little fearful of speaking. But if you share a part of you, you really can't go wrong. What do you share? Will you share what you know? You share your convictions, share your concerns for America, for where we are going. Share your fears. I fear God. You know, I fear God. And we should fear God. Because when we fear God, we don't fear man. And I fear how God might judge this nation if we don't fear God. Share that. 
You can share what knowledge you do have because everybody has some knowledge. And even if you're lacking in a whole lot of knowledge, you certainly can share the part of you that says, I love my country. God bless America. And I am so thankful and so blessed to be a part of it. And that's what you want to do is share a part of you. And that's so easy to do. Remember that the next time you walk out the door to go to for groceries, to go here or there, you have opportunity galore. As a Christian American patriot, we must first realize, let me just say it for myself. As a Christian American patriot, I am an evangelist. I am proclaiming the gospel of peace a message of liberty and truth, and a system of justice. Now, people are starving for these words. They are craving to see it. Many people have already shut down because they no longer believe that those are principles that are guiding our country, and guess what? They are right. And so we need to work all the harder to get those principles back, make them a reality, make them a reality again. When we choose to open up to other people in a way that is caring for them, in a way that might make their lives better, we can get pretty personal in a really good way. And I'd like to get personal with you, just share with you a few experiences I've had just in the last week. I was at the bookstore a few days ago, and my wife had accompanied me because we were on a mission for a book I'm about to publish, but I was in the science section of the bookstore and there were two girls there and they were 14 years old and because I asked them, but at this bookstore in the science section, one of these 14 year old girls had just, her face was lit up and I was reaching up for a book to examine and I said, I don't think I've read this book. I kind of said it to myself. And she said, oh, I've read this one. You should try this. This is good. Well, I said, really? Why? What's in it? I said, why are you interested in this? And she says, well, I want to be a neurosurgeon. I said, wow, you do. Well, there it was. There was an open invitation to talk about medicine, about where it has come, about where it's going. And I learned a whole lot about those two little girls in a short time. And they were good people. They were good hearted girls. The other wanted to be an artist and she felt like she didn't have much to offer because she didn't want to be a neurosurgeon. I said, no, no, no. If that is your gift, then give that gift back to God and give it to your fellow man to the best way that you can. But I found out that they had both taken one single COVID shot. And when they told me that, because I asked them, they told me that, and I immediately felt very, very sad because I know that the risk that they have taken from that, and I am angry at whoever it was that imposed that potentially lethal injection upon these kids. They were so sweet. They are the next generation of adults in America, and now they are at risk for harm. Both of these teenagers were bright, and they all both had life goals. And they are the hope for the next generation of adults. And so I spent time talking with them. And by the end of our little discussion, they avowed not to ever take another shot. 
and to do some homework on the things that we talked about. And we talked about medical school, how despicable it has become that they are seeking the wrong kind of people to enter medical school because of a corrupt government. A couple days prior to that, I went into a music store. I was following my daughter who had to make a stop there for one of um, the gubernatorial candidate uh, rallies that uh, she just needed to pick up a speaker or something like that. And um, so I said, let's go in. And, and I stop off at the ukulele section because I love ukuleles. They, they're just so much fun to play. And I knew a few facts about uh, what was going on in America. So uh, in the ukulele section, when a young couple in their 20s were there, I shared with them the joy of playing the ukulele. And one of them said, oh, I just want to learn it. It just seems like so fun. The other said, wow, it's so scary. It looks so hard. I said, there's only four strings and it's just a simple pleasure to play. And it's not hard at all. And I taught them a couple of chords right then and there. And then we got on to the few things that I knew about what was going on in America. Now, they shared that they knew something wasn't right. And these people had not taken the vaccine. And I said, good for you. Please do not take it. For one thing, it's not a vaccine. It is by a weapon. And I went from there to explain to them what is really going on in America. And they listened all ears. They got a hold of my website and said that they were going to check it out. And I led them to some good sources. So after sharing my love for playing a ukulele, I ended up sharing the COVID pandemic story of global oppression, not in a fear mongering way, but encouraging them to simply seek the truth. And a few days before that, I was at a restaurant and there was a waiter there who said he wanted to go to medical school and he had absolutely no idea about the mutiny of medicine. He was totally clueless, but he had not taken the shot and neither did his entire family. I said, why? He says, I don't know. He says, is just something not right about it? And I said, good for you. And we talked and I informed him about what America is all about and why he should join the fight for freedom in America. And he agreed. And just a day or so before that, I was on an airline with some passengers sitting next to me and they were heading to Rome and they almost missed their flight because their itinerary was suddenly changed. And now they had to make a pit stop in Spain, which required a negative COVID test. So they scurried out and made it back just in time to get their test, which is absolutely worthless. And I ended up speaking with them about it because they really knew nothing. And I ended up giving them a copy of Dr. McCullough's great book, The Courage to Face COVID-19. One of these two women was going to read it on the way to Rome. The other was going to read it on the return flight. And they were greatly appreciative of the information I'd given them. You know, some of us are more gifted speakers than others. Some of us are more outgoing, maybe more informed or have more opportunities But a labor of love tells you to do everything that you can at every opportunity. And I know that sometimes that just goes against our grain because we tend to be introverts with strangers. But this is not a time for that. This is a time for courage and boldness. And I hope I'm reaching a few of you today. 
Because, you know, we have to acknowledge the fact that the more we stick our neck out, the more likely we are to be attacked and beaten down. And the fact is good deeds are often punished by an ungrateful ear or by someone with a chip on their shoulder, and sometimes even by our own team. And uh, we just need only look at Dr. Robert Malone recently. He's been greatly persecuted for coming out against the COVID-19 vaccine and for speaking against other related policies pertaining to the COVID pandemic. He has taken a stand, and I know Robert Malone personally, and I know that it is a labor of love that he is doing, and he has spoken the truth, and he is taking a head beating from both sides. He does have my full sympathy. I understand what that feels like, and this should not be happening, but it certainly is how life goes. But Keeping up the fight takes a lot of guts. It reminds me of the movie Cinderella Man, a story about James Braddock, the boxer from New Jersey, who went on to take the title. What an incredible story of guts and courage to keep on going, to stand for something good. When I read Dr. Malone's recent articles, uh, what I see is the works of a good patriot. And when I have spoken with him, I find that his greatest interest is really speaking and seeking the truth. Yet still, it is so easy to be misunderstood and wrongfully judged. Okay, I realize it can happen to us all, but we need to get over that. And I'm talking to myself when I say this. Whatever reasons for not speaking you might have, for not speaking out in a time like ours, may I just say that it cannot possibly be a good reason. Most people are targeted to some extent, or actually most people are not targeted to any significant extent if we stay in our comfort zone, uh, but we are at some risk when we step out of it. But it's good to tell the world that you stand for something. You actually stand for something and you tell them why. Tell them the story. Tell them your story. The Bible says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience, that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed, for it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Are you ready to give a defense? Are you willing to suffer a little bit for the sake of doing some good, like saving our country, like saving some souls? If not, then you really aren't on God's side, and you certainly are not a real American patriot. I'm inviting you, asking you to be bold, to speak up. Right now, we are in a war, and we have an election coming, and by all means, we want to win this war peacefully. Never before has America been in such a state of evil turmoil, evil, evil everywhere. And where do we turn? But also, never before have we had such an opportunity to fight for what is good and right and truthful. And we have to be about that business. We as American patriots who stand on the foundation of the Constitution of the United States have only one purpose, and that is to ensure that the government serves the people, not vice versa. The world has looked to America to ensure that nation states live freely and for the good of the people of that nation, right? We still all hope for a peaceful end to this tyranny, 
But let me tell you, the domestic enemy is anything but peaceful. They are literally killing us off with COVID boosters, with hospital death protocols. Nothing is changed, even though the pandemic has been declared over. Forget it. Nothing has changed. They are still imprisoning innocent men and women. And the latest one being John Strand, a J6 defendant who fell victim to a communist Democrat powered D.C. jury. How disgusting. They mock justice. They bow to the beast of a tyrannical Department of Justice and government regime. And we must oppose this evil with a passion. We have to take a stand. We need to realize that the making of a great America is most certainly a labor of love. But it doesn't take a miracle worker to effect a change. It doesn't take a whole lot of money. It doesn't take fame. It doesn't take power or any great physical strength. All it really takes is a caring heart. And it starts with little things. Give a good word to someone who needs it. And that someone includes everybody. A simple act of kindness goes a long way. A timely message of truth and a willingness to dare to care about someone besides yourself. Well, November 8th is coming fast. I am asking you to do your duty as an American citizen, as a true American patriot who wishes to make America a great nation in the eyes of God. Would you please, please challenge yourself to speak up, to defend freedom, and by all means, to get out there and vote. And please vote in person. Voter fraud is real, and we have not yet defeated it. We are fighting it. And above all, remember, keep on praying to God because God does answer prayer. Sometimes he says no, but many times he says yes. He is our Heavenly Father who wishes to do our bidding if we only follow him. And I'm willing to do that. And I know many of you are. So let's go in peace, but be bold and strong and affirm the truth at every opportunity we have. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latulip. May your week be bold and strong and powerful and filled with the goodness of God. See you next week. Adieu.